Hey, this is Dean Winchester. Thanks for checking out Supernatural Speakeasy Podcast. Don't forget to get a like, subscribe, do all that other crazy crap. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Supernatural Speakeasy. I'm Natasha, this is Michelle. Hey, hey. This week we're going over Season 2, Episode 5, Simon Said. Alright, let's get started. All right, this is your spoiler warning. If you don't want to hear all the supernatural things, then pause the podcast, go watch some supernatural things, and then come back and join us. On the road so far, the boys killed their first zombie. A girl was brought back to life, but she wasn't the same sweet soul she was before she became undead. And now, onto this episode, Simon said, In the opening, Sam is having another one of his visions. This time, he sees a man answer his cell phone. Immediately after the call, he goes into a shop to purchase a gun. The man behind the counter gives him a gun to look at and then shows him the shells. The man loads the gun and kills the man behind the counter, then himself saying everything's going to be all right. So first, why would you give the man the gun and the shells? I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure. Well, no, I'm not sure at all. I've been to places where they sell guns, but I don't think they make it a habit to show the customer a gun and give them the ammunition to put in said gun to avoid these kind of situations. <laughs> the boys go to the roadhouse to get Ash's help finding the location of the incident in Sam's premonition. P.S. I'm glad we're back to seeing Sam's visions again because we haven't really... Um, seen an episode with him having one of those for a hot minute. So that's cool, revisiting that. So the boys go to see Ash um, about this to see if there's any demonic activity in the area. When Ash doesn't find anything, Sam asks for a very specific search. House fire, 1983, in a nursery, on the baby's six-month birthday. <laughs> So you can imagine, well, we don't have to imagine, Ash's face is very perplexed by this very specific, oddly specific request. So he does find something that's in Guthrie, Oklahoma, so that's where the boys go. And huzzah! A real Oklahoma town this time. Not a made-up one like in that uh, other episode. Was it Bugs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, real town, good old Guthrie, Oklahoma. They ask around for Andy. That's the name that this search turned up. And they're told that they won't get any money out of him. The boys kind of look at each other and then look at the owner of the diner and kind of perplexed. And the owner of the diner says that anytime debt collectors come around, Andy says something to them and they never come back. She doesn't know what he says, 
but he's able to get rid of them and they don't bother him again. The boys say they're lawyers looking for Andy because of an inheritance he's come into. So she tells them to go check out Orchard Street and look for a van with, are you ready for this? A barbarian queen riding on a polar bear painted on the side. <laughs> so the boys go to Orchard Street and they see Andy's van and close by notice someone they suspect to be Andy leaving a girl's house. This dude runs into a passerby who just bought some coffee and says a few words to this gentleman. And this dude gives Andy the coffee. Oh, yeah, sure. Here you go. Andy then says hello to the man that was in Sam's vision, who we later learn is a doctor. So he says some hello to this doctor and Sam decides to follow the doctor to keep an eye on him while Dean follows Andy and his van. P.S. That van is pretty um, majestic. <laughs> the word, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> when the um, the diner owner tells the boys about the van, I was just like thinking those are not things that sound like they go together. And when you see the van, it's just very <laughs> eye-catching. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, I'm going to admit it. I think it's cool. Um, okay, so moving on. <laughs> um, Sam manages to stop the doctor from shooting anyone. Because, you know, he this doctor gets the phone call just like in the dream. It, not the dream, the vision that Sam has. And he's on it. That doctor's on his way to the shop, but um, uh, Sam stops him. Thank goodness. Meanwhile, Andy stops his van because he notices that Dean is following him. <laughs> so he gets out. He talks to Dean and in the process gets Dean to just hand over the Impala. <laughs> and I got to say this Andy, he's got to be super powerful if he can get Dean to just give away baby. I mean, come on now. <laughs> and we do kind of see Dean kind of wince a little bit as Andy drives away, but Dean is obviously powerless to do anything about it at that moment. Sam sees Andy driving the Impala, and he sees that he's on a cell phone. It looks like he called the doctor again, and this time, the doctor walks in front of a moving bus, killing himself. I uh, was not ready for that to happen. <laughs> it was a very, like, sudden death that caught me off guard, for sure. Boys find the Impala, and Andy finds them. He asks them why Sam and Dean are following him. Dean spills the beans, but Sam isn't affected. 
Andy doesn't understand why Sam isn't doing what he tells him. And that's when Sam tells him that, oh, yeah, that's right. I have powers too, Andy. You're not special. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Then Sam gets another vision where a woman receives a phone call, then drenches herself in gasoline and lights herself on fire. Ouchies. Um, props to all the stunt people involved in doing this because fire, I just don't know why you would want to set yourself on fire on purpose. Like, I'm sure it is, to say the least, uncomfortable and super duper dangerous. And I hope they have good insurance because yikes. (laughs) (laughs) A fire truck races by. Dean drives after it while Sam stays with while Sam stays with Andy. Andy swears up and down that he didn't kill anyone. Dean arrives at the gas station and calls Sam, telling him that the lady burned herself to death just like Sam saw in his vision. But why wasn't there more notice? In other episodes, we've seen where Sam has these premonitions, there's usually, they usually happen ahead of time. It hasn't happened yet. And there's enough time usually for the boys to make it there before the event happens, but not in this case. The boys and Andy do some digging on the woman who killed herself. And they discover that she happened to be Andy's biological mother. They also discover that she gave birth to... Dun-dun-dun! Twins! So, Andy has an evil twin who is behind the murders. His evil twin, who is named Ansem, is a waiter who works at the diner where the boys were asking for Andy earlier. Sam has another vision where the owner of the diner, Tracy, jumps off a dam to her death. Dean races to the dam. Meanwhile, Andy's twin tells Tracy to kill herself by walking off the dam. She is crying and scared to death, terrified during this whole conversation. While the other victims didn't really show any emotion, except everything's going to be okay, but I guess to be fair, Ansem probably forced her to go with him, and that's why she's already scared and in a crazy emotional state in the first place. Fortunately, Sam and Andy come to the rescue. They cover Ansem's mouth with tape, but then... Tracy knocks Sam clean out. And that's when they learn that not only can Andy's brother control people by telling them what to do, he can also use his mind to do the same. No words spoken aloud necessary. That's a problem. We hear Ansem talk about all the big plans the man with yellow eyes has for them. Meanwhile, Dean takes aim with a sniper rifle. 
But Andy's twin turns around and tells Dean to kill himself. What in the actual heck? How? I'm starting to think that Ansem has more than just the mind control powers because Dean was standing or positioned way back far away behind Ansem. How did he know that Dean was there? How did he know? I don't understand. Unless he had some more, like I said, I suspect maybe he has more powers than what we know. Fortunately, Dean doesn't kill himself because that's when Andy shoots Ansem. And Tracy, who is now standing on the ledge, doesn't jump. So I guess whenever Ansem died, his mind control is no longer in effect. It wears off, I guess, because Tracy doesn't jump and Dean doesn't kill himself. I thought it was interesting that in Sam's vision, Tracy is wearing some kind of nightgown or slip of some kind. But when we see what's happening now in the moment she is wearing a dress or something some other clothes so i'm not really sure what was going on there why there's a a discrepancy there or i don't know with the um woman that threw herself on fire maybe this happened before or before it was meant to happen, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. What happened to Sam's vision happened? I don't know. Unless something they did changed something to where it made the vision slightly change. I don't know. I just, maybe it's just a continuity error and we just, they just uh, forgot to put her in the same outfit or something. Anyways. <laughs> So, um, in the morning, Andy tells the authorities that his brother Ansem shot himself, and they all saw him do it. Okay, here's my, here's an issue I have with this. (laughs) Andy shot Ansem in the back. So... (laughs) Isn't somebody down the road gonna think, hey, it's impossible to shoot yourself in the back? You know what I mean? I don't know. It just... uh, But I guess if Andy keeps his powers, he can just keep mind-controlling people to tell them that that's what really happened, I guess. Or to switch up the story. I don't know. I just thought that wasn't very well thought out, Andy. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. But it's fine. It's fine. Sam and Dean go back to the roadhouse where Ellen demands to know the truth about their last hunt. She's kind of nosy. The boys tell her all they know. Now, however, they don't know how many others like Sam are out there. 
They just know that the demon with yellow eyes has something to do with it. For this episode, I rated three and a half Impalas out of five. What do you think, Natasha? Um, I'm going to give it, I'll give it a four, four and a five. Um, <laughs> when they were at the roadhouse, and, um, what's this episode? Um, <laughs> Dean was talking to Joe, and, she was like, hey, let me go on a, no, let me go with you guys. She's like, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> and, <laughs> and she's like, uh, like, you're scared of my mom, aren't you? <laughs> He's like, I don't think your mom's going to like that. So like, you're scared of my mom, aren't you? He's like, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> <laughs> and then she, um, <laughs> And Joe put on that Ario Speedwagon song. (laughs) 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 And Dean starts singing it in the car. Sam's looking at him like, are you you serious right now? (laughs) Which is hilarious because um, she says something (laughs) about how they sing it from the heart. And Dean tells her they sing it from the hair. There's a difference. Hilarious. Love it. Um, There was a couple of trivia things that I thought were interesting from IMDb. The license plate on Andy's van is a Star Wars reference. It reads, R-U-O-B-1. And there's also another Star Wars reference in this episode when they're trying to do research on the woman that burned herself alive. Um, I guess they're asking this man for access to the records and Andy just kind of shoes him away and says, these aren't the droids you're looking for. (laughs) The other little trivia that I thought was interesting is that the giant damn Tracy is going to jump off does not exist in Guthrie, Oklahoma. It's it probably looks familiar because it's the Cleveland Dam that's just north of Vancouver in Canada. Other TV series and movies like Smallville and Dark Angel have used this location. So I think in Guthrie there is a dam, but not as big. As this, um, as the one, as the Cleveland Dam. <laughs> I do have a question. <laughs> if you had their powers, what would you do with them? <laughs> oh man. Okay. So, anytime any kind of discussion comes up about if you had a superpower, what would it be? <laughs> my my discussion my answer kind of veers for away from what it would be to 
whether or not I would use it for good or evil because if somebody makes me mad and I have superpowers, they're going to regret it. Okay. <laughs> like, come on now. You're going to like swear at me in traffic or whatever. No, I'm going to like give you a flat tire with a blink of my eyes. Bam. Bye. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I would like to think I would be responsible with the superpowers, but no. Somebody, it's just a matter of time before somebody makes me mad and makes me use, <laughs> makes me mad enough to use the superpowers for evil. <laughs> what about you, Natasha? Um... I don't know, probably, <laughs> probably the same way, but I'll try, you know, try to do good with it. <laughs> like you said, if someone makes me mad or so upset, whatever, I'm like, it'd be really hard not to, <laughs> not to do anything. <laughs> <sighs> well, if there are no other questions, then I will have Dean and Cass tell everyone where they can find us on the socials. And if you like what you've been hearing, please give us a good rating, a like, share with other Supernatural fans, and that'll help us out a lot and help us spread around the Supernatural love. And until next time, carry on, everyone. Thanks, everybody, for watching. This is Dean Winchester. Uh, don't forget to check out uh, Supernatural Speakeasy on Facebook, also Instagram at uh, SPN, and then one of those little little under-dash things, and then Speakeasy. Uh, here's my buddy Cass to read out the Twitter. Uh, Dean, I, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but uh, follow these people on, what is it, uh, Twitter? What's a Twitter? Twitter at SPN Speak Easy.